Hello, and welcome to another short box from Warhammer 40K's Grim History from the Beyond. I am Zekthar, and this week we will be discussing a minor character from the history of the Eldari. Or should I say, the Eldar. Yes, that strange race that has been around since the Old One's defeat, and whose lust and desecration cost them everything. This week, we will be looking to the Mistress of Death herself, Lilith Hesperax. Now, Lilith is a Drukhari succubus, and I would be remiss if I did not give you a little background on these terrifying women. The succubi, also known as the Archetites, are the ruling elite of the Drukhari witch cults. Extraordinarily beautiful, possessing elegant but deadly grace, they are born to the fury of battle and stride through its chaos, surrounded by coteries of their lethal witches who seek out worthy alien opponents for their mistresses to kill. Now, every witch cult is governed by three succubi, who collectively lead it in the form of a triune council. However, only one of the three actually rules the cult, whilst the other two simply try to outdo each other in the gladiatorial arenas, in hopes of increasing their power and popularity with the general populace of the Dark City. Competition amongst the succubi is fierce, though any disputes between them are far more likely to be concluded through an artful decapitation or the twist of a poisoned blade than by the skillful political scheming preferred by the Archons. Succubi are vain to a point of obsession, and with good reason, for the arena crowds desire not only the bloody spectacle of vicious combat, but also slaughter that is aesthetically pleasing. Witches, with one too many scars, have often found themselves facing unbeatable odds in an arena match simply for the crime of no longer being physically perfect enough for the jaded Drakari crowd's taste. Beautiful gladiators with hearts as dark as the inky blackness of space. They are cold, calculated, and some of the greatest melee combatants in all of the galaxy. And the most well-known in the 42nd millennium is Lilith Hesperax. Lilith is a succubus of the witch cult known as the Cult of Strife, and the undisputed champion of the gladiatorial arenas in Komarach. Lilith is the personal favorite, and some say occasional courtesan, of overlord Asdrubal Vect himself. She is by far most deadly of her murderous kind, able to bring swift death with the slightest flick of her live limbs, or flowing hair sewn with razor-sharp barbs. She rarely speaks, although her voice has been compared to honeyed velvet. Most other succubi look upon her in an envy and awe. Rival witch cults whisper that her incredible skill is unnatural, that she is modified by the homunculi, or that she sleeps in a baryonic sarcophagus filled to the brim with stimulant serum. The truth is far simpler. She is just a natural-born killer. Now, I must say, can you imagine what a glorious duel it would be to see Lilith pitted against Drazar? What a glorious match! Who do you think would win? Uh, just let me know in the comments. Yeah, that'd be good. But anyways, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, the truth is far simpler. She is just a natural-born killer. Her thoughts are, the use of combat drugs is for the weak, for they corrupt the perception of the instant when the killing strike hits home and the dying's lifeblood flows forth. It would be impossible to savor the delicate nuances of death when one's senses have been polluted by intoxicants. To forsake such chemical enhancement would usually mean death in the lightning-fast death matches of the Dark City's arenas. Yet so great is Lilith's skill that her flesh remains flawless. In combat, Lilith uses her body as a weapon as well as her flashing blades. Her mane of silky hair is sewn through with barbs and hooks that she uses to snare the blades of her foe in much the same manner as the shard nets of the Xenos Yarquana. 
Her long legs and feet are edged with spurs, the better to tear open the throat with a perfect pirouette kick. And her fingernails have been reinforced and honed to the sharpness and surgical precision of a scalpel. Lilith can kill a dozen lesser warriors in the space of a few seconds, her blades tracing a path between each fatal slash before finishing with a flourish and the attainment of perfect poise. Vid captures of her doing so are traded throughout Komarach and beyond by those with a twisted taste for violence. Her deeds are legendary in the city, the dark city of Komarach. Yet she has become restless, looking for a better fight in the arena. She has taken to the stars, looking for one known as Lucius the Eternal, the Chaos Lord of the Emperor's children, famed for his martial prowess and repeated resurrections. Where she'd return to Lucius, to the dark city, and strip him of his slanish cursed armor, she could face him one-on-one -on -one in the crucible in what would be the greatest duel Komarach has ever seen. But as she searches, she's come into contact with not just other Xenos, but her own kind, and her legend has simply grown. Even though she searches for Lucius, it is said that she has grown bored without challenge in combat. Yet just recently, I dare say she has performed her greatest feat, facing the greater demon of slanish, Shalexi Helbane. It took place on the main world of Iathglos, where Yavrain, prophet and emissary of Yanari, convened a council between the major craft worlds, alongside representatives from the Harlequins, many Exodite worlds, three renowned Corsair fleets, and even the Dark Eldar from the Cabal of the Obsidian Rose. Under Yavran's heading, the council took place in the central world shrine of Iathglas. On the sixth hour of its sixth day of the sixth week of Yavrani's arrival, a demonic incursion erupted, and Shalexi Helbane burst forth to take the prophet's head. Now, Shalexi Helbane, to give you a little background, is a greater demon of Slanesh. Helbane is a peerless hunter, whose favored prey is nothing less than the greatest champions of the other dark gods. Shalexi is the embodiment of Slanesh's eternal, furious feud with the blood god Korn, and was in many ways created by Slanesh from its own essence to slay bloodthirsters with contemptuous ease. To Slanesh, defeating a rival deity and their own obsession is to secure an unforgettable victory. Shalexi has slain countless greater demons, as well as warrior kings, tyrants, and any other chaos warlords who have grown powerful enough to spark the irritation of the Dark Prince. It is even said that Shalaxi has even defeated the dreaded bloodthirster Scarbrand. This is who She Who Thirsts sent to exterminate Yavrani and this council. The Salanishi demons massacred all of the equatorial fanway and made their way towards Yavrani. Though the council was previously at odds with one another, they had one thing in common, a deep hatred of Slanesh. All the Eldar Aethglas answered the call and battled the forces of Slanesh. Dark Eldar witches and harlequins drove north, while Craftworld Eldar tanks darted towards the south. They slammed headlong into packs of surprised demons as the orbiting Corsair fleets unleashed vicious orbitable bombardments. The demons' numbers were great, however, and they delighted in agony and risk as much as they thrilled at bloodshed and victory. Undeterred, Hellbane's vastly swollen hunting party fought back. Vicious gunfights, running skirmishes, and lightning-fast duels erupted all along the tree line around the clearing of the council. Hellbane was eventually able to corner Yavrani, who was protected by Jane Zar, Lilith Hesperax, the Vizarch, and a solitaire. 
The fight that ensued was the stuff of legends. I can see it now. Jane Zar blocking a sword strike in defense of the Visorok as he drives his sword home, which is blocked by one of the many steel-like tentacles of the demon. Hellbane impales the solitaire as Lilith launches herself over the unfortunate Harlequin, stabbing the demon through the chest. How the demon roars as it lashes out with its other tentacles. Yet the Queen of Daggers was already gone, lithely landing behind Jane Zar and the Viziarch, ready to strike once again. It was during the fight, in Carne, the god of death, was able to manifest, but even this could not swiftly defeat Hellbane. Eventually, it became apparent that Hellbane was not truly present on the battlefield, but it was in fact a glamour, solid enough to give good sport and to test their strength. Hellbane laughed, and before it vanished, gloated that Slanesh considered that Yunari little more than playthings in its great game, and promised to one day slay Yavrani. After this strange battle, Ulth was once again amused by a battle this time of her own choosing against the Deptus Sororitas. Yes, the nuns with guns, and more importantly, the Order of the Martyred Lady. To give you a little background, there was a sickness on the cardinal world of Lexistor, which began as a strength-training malady spread throughout the crowds of pilgrims. Such troubles, however, were ignored by the world's priests and cardinals, despite many nearby systems having been invaded by the Death Guard. However, the Sisters of Battle of the Order of Our Martyred Lady recognized the threat and reinforced their defenses on the world, particularly around the cathedral complex dedicated to the world's patron, St. Geraldine. The Battle Sisters first saw action against the crazed, plague-worshipping cults that sprang up in the Epidemic's Wake. During the battle, the battle sanctum of Geraldine seemed free of any plagues, which was hailed as a miracle by the Order's canoness Joghild. Now you may be wondering what Lil has to do with all this, but, but, but patience, dear listeners, we will get there. <clears throat> oh yes, yes. However, this seeming immunity began to degrade over time, and the sisters began to notice that the plague was creeping ever further with each day. Palatine Erica Luminous emerged from solitary prayer with news of a vision by St. Geraldine herself, stating that the saint's very spirit was in peril. She stated that the saint's bones on martyr's rest were under threat, and only when she could be peacefully laid to rest once more would her power be restored. With Joghild's permission, Luminous set forth to martyr's rest. What she didn't know was Lilith Hesperex learned of the pilgrimage through her spies. Eager for some amusement, the Queen of Knives sought out to undertake a great spectacle to test herself and her warriors. Hesperex arrived on Martyr's Rest well before the Sisters of Battle and encircled its capital city of Purity City. The Drukhari hid devices around the city over a course of a few days, which when activated unleashed an inverted waterfall of vapor that folded dimensions. Within this breach crawled Urghuls, mandrakes, and horrific beasts that then proceeded to stalk through the city. After having an array of traps set, which included monofilament nets, time splinters, and graviton pits, Lilith nodded her silent approval. The stage had been set, and an entire city had been converted into her own personal arena. To oversee the event, a group of Kamarach nobles had been invited by Hesperax herself. Now, upon arrival, the nuns with guns discovered a state of crisis and ordered an advance towards the pitch-black murk around Purity City. Attacked by mandrakes and shadow creatures as they advanced, the sisters were undeterred 
and continued marching, the prayers to the emperor upon their lips. Upon arriving at Purity City, they discovered the hellish spectacle, yet heard the resistance of some remaining Imperials within the trapped city. Luminous ordered the sisters to make for the chantry of Dulmor of Vetica. But it was then the Drukari revealed themselves, chasing a group of guardsmen. A group of witches bore down upon the battle sisters, and the war began in earnest. After fighting off the witches, Luminous ordered they continue the advance on the chantry. Meanwhile, Lilith heard of the sisters' arrival, and prepared to meet them in a spectacle that would truly test her abilities. Lilith entered the battle and began to kill in earnest, a sly smile of satisfaction across her lips as she carved her way through squad after squad of Adeptus Sororitas. Yet that smile turned into a frown. As the longer she fought, the more she realized that her true prize, Erica Luminous, was not among the fighters. Now, when she fights the sisters, it is a cruel snarl upon her lips. For long ago, the spectators have left, and now her defeat of the Palatine will not be viewed in all of its awes, making it almost worthless. And unfortunately, that is where we leave the Mistress of Daggers, still looking for her prey, Erica Luminous. That's it? You are probably asking. There is no outcome? Well, unfortunately, no. We've caught up with the present. If I might make a bold suggestion, I feel a little sorry for the Palantine. Lilith always finds her prey, and it never ends well for them. I do hope you enjoyed this short box, and this ends our brief glimpse into the Eldari and the Drukhari. Next month, we'll be getting back into the Imperial Man. Not because I have any distaste for the other species of the galaxy, mind you, but because Euxin and I will be going into the Alpha Legion, and I think that while we chronicle them, I should do some short boxes on the Great Crusade, starting with the Ulanor Crusade, the last mighty crusade before Horus turned to chaos. If you enjoyed this short box, please subscribe, like, follow, and comment. And as always, <clears throat> this is Zekthar, signing off. <laughs>